Speak between the lines podcast. The shit that's uncool to talk about, we make cool to listen to. You said it was recording, dog. And now we are. Talent, talent, talent. It's hard to find it. You say what? It's hard to find it. It's hard to find it. (laughs) (laughs) Push a button. All right. (laughs) Hey, that's rough, man. Shit, man. I can't even push a button in here. It's the red one. (laughs) But we are recording. We are recording now, though, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I hope we have space on the, the, the flash drive. Yeah, thing looks like it was blinking. He's on. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, it's a lot of shit. Which one, four? Oh, right here. Never mind, don't worry about it. Okay. If I it mean, stops, you'll know. I mean, should we work? Is, is it recording? No should it? Yeah, we're good. I, I, clear, I cleared it out. Oh, okay. Last week. Oh, cool. Cool. That's See? what's up. Talent. Talent, man. <laughs> no beginners over here. Yes. You say yes. This <laughs> is some shit fall apart. And he's like, oh shit. That's my first week. I need an extra three days. Oh. She won't be out till Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. It's rough. What the dog ate my recording. <laughs> I was missing rest and Bentley was hungry. Oh, there you go. God. There you go. There you go. Alright man, Speak Between Lines Podcast, episode 101. It's your boy Young Rez. J-Rock's in the building. King Avis is signing in. Okay, so. This shit cracking. First and foremost, Jerry, you look spiffy today. You do Thank look you. spiffy. Yeah man. Got a suit and tie on, well, the tie on. No, the, the, the blazer's in the car. Gotcha, I understand. I, I, I thought that would be a little extra. Yeah. Blazer, just come in. My yeah, just to come in here. You know, just come in and show that. Uh, hey, I got the blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you've been sweating your ass off, dog. Them pits would have been so Hell yeah, you would have took that blazer off. It would have been wet all up under your arms. Yeah. I would have been off immediately. <laughs> as soon as I came to church, oh, y- y- y'all saw it? Okay, it's coming off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, some of you went to church today? Yes, yes, I did. So, how, was, how was service? Uh, it was amazing. So, I've been backsliding um not going to church the way i should be going we all have but it's like um i was having a conversation uh yesterday uh with my friends and she's like you know what you need to make a commitment to your spiritual life as well you're doing everything else so i'm like you know what no matter what happens i'm gonna be at church tomorrow okay what did the lord teach you Man, it was it was a really interesting sermon. It was a uh, it was a it's February, so it was about uh, clear about love this month. And one of the things that he was talking about is uh, how people choose preference over what your purpose is. Mm. So how somebody looks or how somebody makes you feel in the moment versus what value that person can bring to your life. Ooh, can I get a bell? That's a good point. Expound on that a little. That bit. was sick. Expound on that. Yeah, let's go. So, as guys in particular, see if see if he was really listening or if he you know kind of just wrote down the topic. <laughs> oh, and then kind of said, no, I, was like, oh, I thought he really was interested. In what no, I am. I am actually. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, right. no, I, I, can, I can joke, right? I can. Yeah, joke. no, I know, absolutely. Right. Nah, but I want. I wanted to know what you were talking. What was that? But but no, because like when he said that, it's um. But what was interesting because some of the past people I have met recently. Uh, on dating apps or just going on dates in general is has been more the physical attraction mm-hmm. and once i've gotten to know people it's like what value does this person bring to my life i literally asked that i actually sent that message to one of the texts i was talking to it's like you're asking every you're asking me to do all these things but what value are you bringing to me mm. what did she say 
Well, she said, well, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a woman. I know, I know my own value. I still don't have to explain it. That means you don't know. Oh. But hmm. it's in the... It, so I thought that was interesting that I just had that conversation with another chick yesterday. Once I sent that text message, then I went to church and it reaffirmed that I was making the right decision. Hmm. So, I mean, that, that part was very telling. So she really said that she's a woman and she doesn't have to explain her value to you? Yeah. Did you recognize any any value that she was bringing while y'all were talking? No. Anything? Well, not stuff that you you deem valuable, I guess. Well, so which goes back to her, there was a lot of preference things. So physically, yeah, she was she was uh, she was attractive, but a lot of things that I'm looking for somebody who's financially independent or doesn't have the negative spending habits that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't have, shake. huh? There's no shake. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Then also, um, she she doesn't believe in going to church, and it's like, but she's I'm spiritual, so there was a lot of things that were red flag issues, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, she she still looks good, so I, you know, I'm I'm gonna you know keep on talking to her, see if anything changes. But it's like, right. no, you, you provide no value to my life, right, right. So why am I wasting my time with this? Mm, that's interesting. Talk that talk, King. Were you providing uh, values to her life in the little time that y'all were talking? Uh-oh. The rose is <laughs> <laughs> The mirror is up. I mean, so... Because it could just be physical on both parts, and nobody's really well, looking to provide value, so I was just wondering. Well, so... And not to dive into your relationship. No, no, no. You know, it's all good. Like we've been doing in the past. Was, it's been a while since we did it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we had this conversation. It has been a while. Uh, but no, so like, uh, for her, she was really big on somebody being a provider for her. Right. So, you know, when going on dates, you know, of course I'm a gentleman, I paid for the first aid and, uh, she wanted something else. I'm like, Hey, I'm getting my breaks done this week. So I don't have extra money. And then she Mm -hmm. asked for something else. It's like, wait, wait, you keep on asking me to be a man and be a provider, but what? Why? Why would you expect me to do this? And you're not bringing anything to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then that's when she was like, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm hey, a woman. I got value. Hey, exactly. Explain what my value is. Yeah. So oh, our response is like, "Well, no, it's not about you know what do I want. It's like, what value would you bring to anybody's life, not just mine." Ooh. ooh. Mm, I bet she didn't have an answer for that one. Of course not. That, that was a gunshot banging right there. Like, <laughs> like, like, I felt that one. I felt that one in my soul. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Huh. That's cool. Did y'all end up going on a date? I know you were kind of asking me for some spots in Dallas. No, no, we did not. Y'all didn't. I'm like, I, I just had my breaks done. So, oh, so you, you yeah. couldn't? Okay. No, I mean, well, I mean, I, I could have, but yeah, that was. Th- I just paid three hundred fifty nine dollars. So it's like, Lord, that's how much it costs. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Where'd you go to? Well, Whoa. I guess that don't matter. I mean, well, it's, re- it's pretty much anywhere. Uh, but it was uh, my two back rotors. Yeah, they had to replace them completely and put new pads on it. So, gotcha. Two rotors, Dang, brake pads. Joke. Yep. Hell no. Nah. And it was just yeah. two of them too. But that re- they had to replace the rotors too. So I guess you yeah, yeah, yeah. A minute since you got yeah, because like oh no, I've never, I've never changed my rotors on my car. So it's like I go ahead and bite the bullet because yeah. normally I'll change if it's just a pass. I'll just do that myself. But I like the fact that you can drop that number so casually. Like you, you, you've done so well. Oh yeah, that you like it's just nothing now. Like, like had this been two thousand six? What? When did we start? Two thousand seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, this is two thousand seventeen. We started. And Jay, hey guys, hey guys, I got lost this week. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like he said that Kevin just kept it moving. Like that's growth. I love that, bro. Yeah. And then dropped in and said that he could have still went on a date, and but he decided not to. Yeah. 
with That's it. what's up, man. Talk your shit, dog. Does she listen to the podcast? The I mean, she does. I don't know. Have you told her about it? I told her about it, but I don't know. She, she actually cares. Oh, okay. So. I mean, well, you questioning her value. I doubt that she does care now. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, you know, if, if you don't got that type of personal development, I don't think you want to hear even more of it. So. Mm. <laughs> so y'all still talking? Are y'all going to be done after this? No, we're done. Y'all done? Mm-hmm. Done so? You seem a lot more confident in this conversation than you did last week in that conversation. So I I commend you. No, absolutely. I he seems it. a lot more confident now than he did when we were, um, you know, questioning him and running him through those uh, speed dating competitions back in uh, wow, Fake It Till You Make It. Oh, he does. Well, yeah. Look I, at you. You're growing you know, I, I, I'll get you went back and watch that video. You what? did? Yeah, that, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was funny. Okay, mm. not now. I was going to see if we could want to run him through, see if he's really mature yeah, or if this is the front. Let's go. We ain't got to. Run it. He, he look like he don't give a f- right now. Yeah, he's chilling now. Now we got to catch him off guard. He, he, he too ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he too ready. <laughs> All right, man. When's the losses? Dubs and Dubs. All right. So uh, this week, I've uh, dubbed. So yesterday, this past weekend, was All-Star Weekend. Um slam dunk contest mm. normally i don't watch it because i'll just i catch the highlights of it but there's never real energy there right there hasn't been real heat there for a long time outside of 2016 so this year holy shit it was amazing i've never seen even 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 for 2016 this this destroyed 2016 that Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. I mean, that, but the, that's a tough one, boy. I mean, but the level of the back to back to back to back to back finals, and then the I think type we should watch of, them back to back. We should watch them back to back. Okay, because because the thing is like that that 2016 they were comparing that to when Dominique and Michael went at it in '88. Like I yeah. mean, that was like the second best dunk contest of all time, if not the first. And then I'm still fresh on God, top three. Yeah, this is, you're 24 hours removed. Well, yeah, you're not even 24. Hours. Yeah, it's not even 24 hours. So yeah, it. Yeah, I'll I, I mean, I, probably have to watch them back to back, but man, but it was great. yo, it was great. So, oh man, you, you got. You I got know a lot of people were upset that Aaron Gordon lost. I don't see how he lost, and they, and they blamed it on Dwayne Wade. The what? Because Dwayne Wade cheated <laughs> for his homeboy. I mean, is that what happened? That's Dwayne, what everybody's saying, but is Dwayne, that what happened? Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Dwayne Wade purposely gave him a lower number. So and, that and gave uh, old boy a ten. Yeah, because the old boy that won DJ, uh, he's he on, plays for Miami. He plays for Miami. Mm-hmm. So D Wade and Chad Chad Boswick, who didn't want to be there anyway, basically no, he didn't. Yeah, they basically take. Oh, and Scotty Pippen, whole ass, basically tanked them. I mean, but Scotty gave uh, Harris a nine too. I heard Chad with Boswick was giving everybody nines. Who wait? Who gave the nine for DJ on that last dunk? I thought it was I thought it was uh Candace Parker and oh, yeah no it was Candace it was Candace, yeah, it was and, Candace and I think it was Candace and um who was the next and Chadwick yeah Chadwick Boseman. it was Chadwick okay. yeah. yeah so actually so all right so I take it back so it was Scotty and and D Wade but they robbed that man they robbed that man Bad. second time too yeah I'd be pissed off if I was Aaron Gordon too like, damn I, yeah. man I'm giving y'all these man but dunks and ain't, ain't nobody showing me no love with these trophies man but every dunk he did fifties man. Everything. He then, didn't do one dunk that wasn't a fifty, and he Until missed the last one. Run, I guess he missed on the on the, the on the windmill. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They just didn't give it to him. He dunked over somebody seven five, and cleared him. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, and uh, clear them. Uh, take a fall. <laughs> So it's like, and then the intensity on every dunk that mm-hmm. Gordon did was, man, like NBA Finals type intensity. And Derrick Jones was balling. Like he, was, I mean, they should have just split it. They should have just gave him both. Yeah. The, the 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 trophy. Apparently, that was the the consensus between all the judges. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that ended up not being the case once once somebody I guess once yeah. they started rolling out their numbers on. Yeah. Their so I was like, okay. But you know, it but it was a very entertaining. Uh, dunk contest this year. So me and my brother, um, we always talk basketball, right? Mm-hmm. So I was at the movies yesterday, and I had recorded it. Uh, me and my wife went to go see the portrait, right? So then the photograph. Oh, whatever the photograph, the portrait, okay. whatever. I'm about to ask. One of those movies. <laughs> yeah. Actually, in a no, grand, it's actually only one. In the grand scheme of things, it's just the photograph. In the grand scheme of things, the movie sucked. It wasn't good. So, uh, which is a shame because the soundtrack is amazing. But my brother sent me this text. I'm just going to read the text thread. Okay. Eye emojis. Damn, Derek Jones. That was at 9.07. So I texted him right back and said, hey, hold up, bro. I'm trying to catch up. I'm still watching three-point contests. He said, okay, cool. 9.22, he sends me more eye emojis. And I was like, fam, don't play with me. I'm getting hyped. So he said, you're going to enjoy it. The next series of texts are all me. So, at 9.39 p.m., I, I text him. I said, I just saw Aaron Gordon's first dunk. Jesus. Next text. Shit. Derrick Jones. Next text. Wow. Next text. My God. Next text. Jesus Aaron. Oh, my God. Crown that man. Okay, DJ. You wasn't lying. Dropped mouth emoji. Off the backboard between the legs, my boy. Oh, that was disgusting. Jesus. Like, wow. Airplane mode. All right. I'm pulling for AG. He had four fifties in a row. Okay. I'm done. This is too much. Bro, this is amazing. Bro, AG, the two-time champ. They screwed him. <laughs> twice. Twice. Screwed that man twice. Fam. He said he's done. He's like, man, I'm cool on the, the dunk yeah, contest. Dog. I'm going to try to get y'all in the three-point contest where I can be my own judge based on how many buckets I make because y'all niggas tripping with this dunk contest. I don't blame him. He's arguably like if we had to if we had to rank dunk contest contestants, he's top five. It go Vince Carter, MJ, Dominique, probably Levine, and then Aaron Gordon. And what was the reason he lost in twenty sixteen? Oh, Zach Levine did a between the legs dunk from the free throw line. Like you know how Jordan had the Jordan and Dr. J had the free throw line dunk. Mm-hmm. He just did that dunk, but he did it between the legs. And he's just so graceful in the air. And it looks so effortless for him. It just you had to give it to him. Got you. But I still feel like he won that dunk contest. The nigga jumped over a fucking mascot, put it under his leg. Yeah. Like come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Like nah, man. Eric Gordon's a two time dunk. Yeah, champ. man. He got them knees up. Who was the worst dunker for the contest for you? This year? Mm-hmm. Dwight. Same. Dwight Howard. <laughs> I was like, Dwight was trash. Damn. When they even said he was getting into the contest, I was thinking, why? He didn't know. Sh- he didn't need to show up. For what? It was a waste of time. We had your little superhero run where, you know, you slapped your face on the backboard. Like, that was cool. But why are you still in the dunk contest in 2020? Matter of fact, bro. that white boy... Oh, he was nice. That was crazy. When he hit the backboard, and yeah, then, yeah, over over Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. like he he literally jumped over Antetokounmpo because he was holding the ball. He jumped over him, grabbed it, banged it against the backboard, then punched it. That was sick. It was crazy. I was like, okay, white boy. Yeah, and he right. came and he came out with the Woody Harrelson. The white man can't jump. 
it was fire it was fire <laughs> that's what's up man that's cool so my win is my skates came in highly excited Yo, man my skates my yo skates. Oh. Roller skates. my rhythm skates they came yeah. in yeah I, I saw that yeah after battling with the skating company for so long they had to upgrade my skates and um they sent them i got here last week i'm excited with the skating well so i ordered my skates at the beginning of january right and it was supposed to be here within you know five to seven business days or whatever mm -hmm. seven day came i get an email and they're telling me that the boot of my skate is on back order and they won't ship until the end of january so i'm like all right okay that's cool or whatever january comes in the january comes um i messaged them and i'm like hey um you know what's the update on my skates they message back and say oh i'm sorry um we actually won't be able to ship them until the end of February. Right. So I thought, I sat back and I thought for a few days, I was like, okay, hmm. Okay. So I emailed them. I was like, okay, so first y'all tell me, so first y'all didn't even tell me that my shit was on back order. Find out that it's on back order. Y'all going to send them at the end of January. Come to find out end of January comes. Y'all still aren't going to ship them. Y'all tell me I'm not going to get my skates until March, even though I was supposed to get them in January. And it was like, hmm, you're right. This is what we'll do. So they upgraded, they upgraded my skate or upgraded my boot. And then expedite the shipping. So I got it the next few days. But yeah, apparently it was, um what, the box. Mm -hmm. So apparently, I guess they get their boot from China. And because of the whole Corona stuff going on, there was like a slowdown on when it was supposed to be here. So yeah, my question. I got them now. Because I was about to say, how do you run out of skates? Yeah. So yeah, they get them made in China, which is cool. But mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm excited. So it was the skates. Me and wifey, we checked out this dope ass restaurant in Rock in Rockwall called Giovanni mm. as a new spot. That was cool for Valentine's Day, kind of. We actually went the day before because we had a Lani on Valentine's Day, which mm. we ended up going to the movies and seeing Sonic. But Giovanni's actually movie. dope. How was Sonic? Huh? How was Sonic on Valentine's Day? I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, Sonic was cool. That was a good ass movie. I actually really enjoyed it. So, but see, he saw Sonic, but he still ain't seen uh. What what's the movie? Oh, Queen of Slim? Mm -hmm. No, I haven't. Yeah, Queen of Slim. Come on, man. You're the culture dog. Get out of it. Like, nah, man. We can't do this podcast anymore. <laughs> like, see, my thing is like, like placement. I see. I want to see it, but the, my thing is, I try to wait on Ash and Ash be having some other stuff going on, which is why it took so long for us to see. What did we just see? Black Panther. Like, <laughs> like three years <laughs> now we finally saw bad boys three and we were supposed to see that open a weekend i still ain't seen it yet wait so you saw yeah, bad boys three which came out after queen of slim before you saw queen of slim even though queen of slim is probably gonna lead a theater sooner yeah we might have to just catch that on i don't know fx or something <sighs> yeah fx yeah <laughs> great, man. yeah support. but it was cool <laughs> like <this thing. laughs> but um yeah no nah, it was cool yeah, this weekend was that. This week was actually pretty cool. But now I got a back door with her birthday coming on the eighteenth. So, mm. yeah, my wife's birthday right after that. So I feel you. Yeah, feel man. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, I caught an L. Um, it's been an up and down week. It's kind of like, yeah, it was an L. So Thursday night it hit twenty degrees, freezing. Friday morning, uh, I'm in the bed and I, I literally actively said to myself. I'm going to sleep in because my wife is on my side. My dog is on the other side. And I was just like, I remember saying to myself, like, man, I got to cherish these moments, like where these quiet moments. So yeah, because nine months is, man. Well, I mean, not even that, even just, just everything that's been going on with life and people that 
we're losing. It's just like, I'm just a little more sensitive to that right now. So normally I get up at 520. So I hit my alarm and um, I changed it to six. Six o'clock came. I was like, man, bump it. I'm gonna sleep till 630. Um, so I hit it again. I finally get up and you know, I'm refreshed. I'm driving to work and I slide on some black ice. We're coming up to a railroad track. Traffic is stopped. It's some black ice. I lose control of the vehicle. Like I try to slow down. Black ice uh, caught me. I try to swerve to the right. I end up rear ending uh, this guy. So I took an L because I got into a car accident. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a W two because he's actually a neighbor of mine. Black dude, real cool. Or we get out, we chop it up, um, we exchange information. And now, like, we're texting back and forth. Like, he literally just texted me a few minutes ago. Mm. Like, so me and him, uh, he and his wife are supposed to get with me and my wife um, just to chill. So it's like, I got into a car accident, but I kind of met a cool people at the same, a cool person at the same time. And it was minor. And nobody got hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, could be worse. Like I said, it's just minor. Yeah, yeah, it could have been worse. So, it's not bad. Had I not swerved, I literally, my whole front grill would have been messed up. Because oh, his truck was sitting higher than mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, actually, my hood, it would have got my hood. Because I went under. It would have folded up. Mm-hmm. And then you definitely have to replace it. Yeah. So, when are you getting your vehicle fixed? Um, Shout out to Progressive, man. Like, um, it's weird. Because I'm in insurance. Mm-hmm. And I coach people on how to do calls. And just being on the opposite end, it was weird. Like, this lady was phenomenal. She called me, like, within an hour. God damn, I'm doing a freaking read for them right now. Um, without getting paid without getting paid great but um yep. long story short um she was like yo you don't have to drive anywhere to do an estimate or nothing like that grab the app take the pictures of the vehicle we'll get you an estimate here in a few days and i'm gonna send you a text message to give you access it was like six minutes in and out i took the pictures i'm just waiting on the estimate and then i'll get it fixed so i'll either do what jay said and just replace the headlight myself or Depending on how much hood damage there is, or I'll let them fix it. It just kind of depends on what the amount comes up to. Yeah. What's your deductible? Four ninety five. So you have to do it yourself then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it yourself. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, the pictures look kind of nasty. They may have to do something with your hood because I don't know if you'll be able to fit a new headlight in yeah. that spot because it's too crumbled up. Yeah. Get a hammer. We get in there. Well, apparently Jared knows what he's talking about. So if you want to get him to help you fix your headlight. But apparently Jared hasn't replaced his rotors in like. <laughs> in three years, what'd you say? Years. Yeah, but hey, <laughs> the car still stops. Now. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> All right, man, that's what's up. I guess we don't have a jingle for Tweet Between the Lines yet. I'm not singing the jingle sing for Tweet Between the Lines. I'm sing not singing the jingle sing for Between the Lines. Do you remember the jingle? I don't. We could do ghetto music. Or we can just go into it. I mean, the thing is. Chris, who gave us our tweet between online this week, he actually has music behind it. So it's like we could just play his stuff, you think? Very well. All right, well, all right, you do the jingle then. You so, you I so, don't even remember the jingle. Do a jingle. I don't know the jingles. The jingles. You you are the jingle man. You're the Jamie Foxx of this show. You know what? I'm just going to play ghetto music. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, <laughs> coming in hot. I know, right? Just in the, right for real. Yeah. Um, so, two between the lines. Anyway, so we uh, last week 
He dedicated a whole episode to you guys. Thank you again for yes. all your thoughts and all your feedback on us, Speak Between the Lines. We had a few people that was not able to get their thoughts off, but still wanted to you know, give us a shout out. So we had a few people send us voice messages, voice messages, voice messages, giving us or giving us their thoughts on the episode. So um, this week we're going to play our guy, Chris Chavez. Um, out in Buffalo, New York, giving us a shout out. And uh, here's what he had to say. Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Chris Chavez from the History Creeps podcast and the Hardly Kayfabe podcast. Yo, congratulations on 100 episodes. I found you guys about two years ago. I believe it was two years ago. uh, Maybe episode nine. King Abe was on a podcast Facebook group where somebody had posted about sharing your show so that everybody could share their shows and and and, you know give each other compliment or or give each other critiques um so i found your guys show through that and instantly hooked immediately felt like i was one of the gang hanging out in the living room you know chopping it up laughing um now i listen to a lot of podcasts that's not a joke i listen to a lot of podcasts but there's very few podcasts that when a new episode releases i'll stop whatever podcast i'm on and listen to it and speak between the lines is one of them so keep doing what y'all doing um big love from buffalo and congrats again on 100 episodes Time for CC, man. I know, right? Give it up for Chris Chavez in the building. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, my guy. Yeah, Chris, uh, episode nine, like I said, he's been around for a minute. I, I remember that, too. I remember having that conversation with him, or just even that whole thread mm-hmm. on the uh, the podcast movement where people were kind of sharing their episodes. The interesting, thing, the interesting thing about that is, like, you would get some people... Like just posting the episode, but not really going back and listening to mm-hmm. what right. was posted. Chris, on the other hand, he actually checked us out, but then was commenting in the feed or about our show. So I thought that was really cool. Commenting in the feed, and then he got—I think he left us a review on iTunes too. So yeah, he's been—he's been rocking with us for a little bit, and this is actually the second time he shouted us out too. So yeah, man, much love to him for real. Appreciate yeah, much love, much love. Yeah, he's—he's he's a day one basically. Shoot, Pretty much. Over, over Pretty, 91 episodes. Yeah, over 91 episodes. Take time, he shout outs. And then the fact that he does he does his own podcast. Right. Two of them, in fact. Yeah. So he's in the game. He knows the work that it takes. And then the fact that he still takes time out to support and listen to other people is amazing. And uh, we definitely appreciate the fact that we're one of the, one of the podcasts that he listens to and he's faithful with. Yeah, the main things that I kind of got from what he said was just the fact that like you said, he's a podcaster. So it's always cool when someone who knows the game and knows really what all goes into it mm-hmm. actually likes your stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause it's very easy to like listen to someone's podcast. And be like, Oh, this is bad. Like this is wrong. Like that's trash. Yeah. And for him to ride with us, that that's dope. But another thing that I'm starting to realize is like, we're kind of reaching places. I didn't think we were reaching like, you know, Akiko was like, yo, he's in Alabama. Like, dang, mm-hmm. Alabama. Like, I never even thought about Alabama. No disrespect. But, I mean, I never thought of anything relevant about Alabama. And then he just brought up Buffalo. I'm like, damn, nigga. Like, the Bills? Like, like, like come on, man. Like, so, wow. Like, so, I don't, so I, it's kind of cool to be like, yo, you know, we kind of getting into the crevices of America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, the, the parts of America that aren't really native to us, like Louisiana and Texas. Yeah. A little bit of Oklahoma. Like, we're actually reaching other places. All right. And Chris, like you said, like we kind of said about Akikio, now bringing him up, he's one of those people that we only know because of the podcast. Nobody yeah, knows Chris Chavez outside of this. So it's pretty cool, like you said, hearing from people that don't know us but because of this 
Yeah. Very well. Yeah, man. So if any, anybody else out there that wants to give us a shout out or chop it up with us or leave a voice message, you can definitely do so. Hit uh, me with it. Hit Rez. Hit Rock. Or hit the Gmail. lines at gmail.com. Also, fuck with us on social media. lines at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I have a question for you guys. Or really, I just want a thought, to be honest. Rez, mm. you kind of touched on death a little bit in this episode earlier during your wins and loss did you hear about the korean tv show that allowed the mom to like communicate with her dead daughter no y'all didn't hear about that no so there's there was this korean tv show called meeting you and the story focused on a family who had lost their seven-year-old daughter well at the end of the tv show the mom of the family got the opportunity to kind of go into this virtual reality world and see her daughter was able to touch her and communicate with her and hug her and all this stuff it's kind of interesting um but there was a lot of feedback and kind of a lot of different perspectives of it once it got outside right like oh my gosh how are you able to do this this should be banned you know you need to be able to to deal with death in a certain way and some people were saying well no this is cool um to be able to communicate with the afterlife in a sense i guess through vr but I thought it was interesting that something like that even existed. I wanted to know what y'all's thoughts on it were, or thoughts on it are. Hmm. As Rock always has two opinions on it's good and bad. So <laughs> it's both. It's, it's both. It's always it's always both with J Rock. Uh, but I think that's the fact that we're already at that point from a tech side is amazing. Um, I think it can be a amazing tool to help somebody with the grieving process. But at the same time, I can see how people can get addicted to it. Mm -hmm. And because they can just load up a computer, they don't have to really let go of that person. But for the people who, um, wasn't able to say what they wanted to say to the person, this is a way that they can get their last way or get a do over to what they want their last experience and leave fulfilled. Mm. So I think it's amazing. It can be an amazing tool, but I also see how people can get addicted to it and lean towards not dealing with the real problem. That's actually a good point. That's actually a good point. Cause you know, you see a lot of people at the end of, well, not the end, but at funerals, you know, kind of regretting because the last conversation with that person was mm-hmm. an argument or they had beef or battle and all that stuff. But to be able to, I guess have the opportunity to to change. I it. guess apologize, yeah. Even though that person's gone, that's mm-hmm. interesting. I didn't think about it like that. I yeah. think it's it's weird because you know you have to. There are certain stages that you have to deal with or go through when you're dealing with death and grieving. And does something like this interrupt that, or can it interrupt it? Because like you said, you can get hooked on it. And always want to be in this virtual reality world. Like, what, what was that movie? Player Two, Player One, Ready Player One. Is it that movie something like that where you're kind of constantly in this VR world? Yeah. yeah. Also, you know, uh, Captain America: uh, Civil War. Because the start of that literally is what happened at the start of the movie. Is member uh, Tony Stark is oh, replaying this scene where Marth. where uh, his his he was, his parents were leaving, and in, after they leave, they got into accident and died. Mm-hmm. So. In real life, he was a jerk to his parents, and he'd never say what he wanted to. So he recreated it virtually, mm-hmm. and he relived the experience. And that was what four, five years ago in a movie mm-hmm. as science fiction. 
And you know, and now it's actually already here. Yeah, it's and interesting. I don't, I don't think anything happens in a movie that hasn't already happened in real life anyway, for the most part, technology-wise. Like, yeah. We always get the real shit. Like, if it's in a movie, it probably happened, like, two years before the movie even existed. Because why would they even think of that stuff? I mean, so, I don't not know. necessarily, because, like, when you, like, you look at Siri. Mm. Like, it's like uh, they got the idea from, from Star Trek, which was 10, 20 years before iPhone even came out. About whatever, something about to the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like that—that mm-hmm. that was one thing where you you could talk to the ship, and the ship would respond back to you. Damn, I gotta watch some more Star Trek. <laughs> That'd be kind of dope. That could be kind of dope. But I just feel like I feel like uh, you know machines are probably gonna put us in a little bubble and suck our energy. Red pill, blue pill. I think we're getting dangerously close to like just Matrix type shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like I don't like. Uh-uh, I'm not feeling that. Like I get the positives as far as like getting closure to a certain extent but i feel like it's too much like a reset button i feel like we're getting too video gamish where it's like damn i didn't play this level right let me hit the reset button like okay well no you only get one life so like if you get one life you should treat everybody the way you need to understanding that you're only going to get that one shot because otherwise you kind of got an excuse like oh well i can treat you like shit and then when i feel bad about it, i can hit the reset button and say oh i'm nice now no nigga you're still a jerk Mm -hmm. you're not nice you just feel bad now because something happened right that's not genuinely real like i mean but the thing about it is it doesn't change who you are it it does it, it i mean no, seven because he brought it up to seven stages of grief well i mean so but it's like so for the person mm-hmm. you weren't there so whatever the case is that if we're talking about the group side for that person mm-hmm. And for everybody who knows what the situation really is, they know you weren't there, whether you're at work or you're fighting or beefing or whatever. So it doesn't change the reality. Right. It just gives you a chance to feel a little bit better about what you weren't able to do. Because you know, let's say a situation where uh, you were working out, you know, out of state. And it was weather that prevented you from from being there. Right. And you've been beating up on yourself for this for the past twenty years, but you have a chance to find, say what you would have said if you were there. It doesn't negate the fact that you weren't there, but at least gives you a chance to say, "Well, if I was there, I would have said this." I got and you. because it's virtual, it's virtual reality. You feel like you're actually there. I got you. So, so I can see that angle. I think the only thing question I would have coming out of that take is well who's doing the programming because that's a there's a lot of nuance to that like if i'm talking to somebody yeah yeah there they there has to be some sort of reaction from the person that i'm talking to who's no longer here mm-hmm. so you could say something to somebody and they get upset or you could say something to somebody and they feel happy and how they react to you is going to inform you how you feel mm-hmm. well who's programming that all right, I guess whoever the company is that's doing it. Mm-hmm. And if they're programming that whatever company, we know companies do what they do, there could be some manipulation in that. There could be like, you know, who says they're gonna program it the exact genuine right way. Yeah, but I mean uh, you, you I would you would think if somebody was doing something like this, like bringing back a dead person, there wouldn't be any malice intent. Because that's that's I don't believe that. I'm just saying you would think I well, mean for the first time. Yeah, for the first time. I mean you think I mean you think that I mean if I'm talking to somebody that's dead and I go into this VR world, I mean, with all the, I guess, mental instabilities that could happen, you mm. think this dead person is going to, this company, I guess, who's making it is going to allow this dead person to 
have any negative feels or negative thoughts or cuss me out if I'm going into this and I'm paying you to so it's have, like a fairy tale to deal with this coping. Yeah, but then it's not real. So that's why I'm like it doesn't. So no, like, it's not real. If I'm gonna pay this company for a artificial feeling, I just want to feel good. So I'm just gonna pay y'all. Y'all gonna program this thing to do exactly what's gonna what you think is gonna make me feel good. It's not real. It's not genuine. It's not. It's just like I don't know if that's healthy just to get a like I'm paying you to just make me feel good for a few seconds, but I'm gonna let you manipulate my emotions. But kind of like what Rock said, what if what if there was an opportunity to provide closure for something that you weren't able to do? I mean, if it like so hypothetically speaking, like let's say it's a family member of mine, mm-hmm. right? And they pass, and I couldn't get there because of weather, because of travel, work. Whatever. Like, that yeah. happens all the time, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've gone, what, a couple thousand years doing that and praying and kind of like finding different ways to try to get over that. I don't feel like, I just, I guess I don't feel that's mentally healthier than processing it yourself versus paying somebody to make you think something that's not not genuine. Mm-hmm. What if the person can't process it themselves? Then they can't process it. So if they can't process it, you don't think this could be a tool? And mind you, like I just, I think it's, I think it's interesting too. I think it's, it's kind of going past the realm of dealing with grief. But you think that if the person's not able to process it, you don't think this could be a tool that can help them cope with? I think losing a, a family member. I think it could be a tool. I just, I just like things like that. I just feel like y'all playing God too much. Like where that could be a weapon. And I don't, I have a, I've seen enough history with big companies that, cause this would obviously be profitable, right? Mm -hmm. This would obviously be something mainstream, something big, but when dollars get into that and corporations get into that and politics get into that, that's dangerous. Like that is manipulation. No, yeah, it is. So it's like. No, I don't think that's probably like I just see I see more cons than pros. Like the pros I see is like yes, like you can like get some sort of of closure, right? But you can also do that through people. You can do through that through counsel. You can do that do that through, you know, spiritual guidance and prayer and all this other stuff, right? Right. Even if you don't believe in the spiritual part, like yes, you know, counseling, therapy, things like that. Mm-hmm. I just fear like I fear big corporations that have that type of control over people's emotions that can easily be bought out or manipulated to make people feel a certain way. Like, okay, well, hypothetically, uh, company A comes out, they can do the manipulation thing. Politicians um, or a drug company says, oh, we have this drug that helps with this particular thing. But if you have these symptoms, you should take this. All right. So that drug company now goes to that that virtual reality place and says, all right, cool. Well, we're going to pay you an exorbitant amount of money. We want you to program your machines to make people have this type of feeling so that we can sell this product. But the, the drug companies already do that though. Right. With, I'm just saying don't give them another, or anything like that. Just don't give them another leg. Okay. So are you opposed to taking medicine? Are you opposed to going to the doctor because they're making too much money off of it? I'm opposed to, the healthcare system that we have right now, I am opposed to a lot of the medicines that they prescribe to us. I, I am opposed to the fact that they're trying to throw us in jail for 
drugs that they don't make money and taxes off of, but they try to hook you on TV for all these other drugs. I don't agree with that shit. I'm, I understand you're not agreeing, but there still are useful tools in that system. A lot of the drugs that we see on TV aren't useful. I understand that, but I'm saying there are medications that are useful. Right. There, there are, are some. there are some doctors. There are some whatever in any system, even though it can be anything can be used for bad. Right. Correct. So and I guess the reason why I'm so on the other side of it is because I know people mm-hmm. who have dealt with grief and they've been to therapy, they've been to religion, they tried medication, and they still haven't dealt with it. Right. And they are still is still messing up the interactions with other people. And if they can have a tool that can change their last reaction where everything else isn't working, that's the benefit. I understand that. Yes, it can be manipulated. And yes, it could also there's a huge financial side. So there's a benefit there. Right. But at the end of the day, if somebody's tried everything else, and it doesn't work. It's, we can't just say, oh, well, because this could be taken advantage of, we shouldn't look at it. No, I'm not saying, I'm just saying like, again, there are pros, but mm-hmm. there are cons. I just feel like the cons at this point outweigh the pros when spiritually, like you have different avenues and sometimes spiritually it doesn't work for whatever reason. That mm-hmm. could be on our part. That could be like, Hey, God just says, low. no, not, no, I'm not, not doing it right mm-hmm. now. Right. All I'm saying is just that that's one of those situations where it's like, with technology, we're, we're like getting closer and closer to playing God. And I'm like, all right, maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit. Because when you start creating this virtual reality world where you can do all these things that aren't realistic, you can become delusional. You can become addicted to something. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't process the death of a family member. So now I know I can get it from this virtual reality world. So I'm just going to stay in a virtual reality world. That's that's the point that, like, that Jared brought up earlier. Like, I'm not, I'm not... I don't think that's I think that could be a greater deterrent than actually trying to process it. So like a person could be trying to grieve and they can't really, really get over it. But now it's like a drug now. So now I'm dependent on this machine to make me like stable. So you think it'd be better for those people not to have an option? Why why are you saying they don't have options? Well, well, I'm saying if they've tried everything else and everything else isn't working. Mm-hmm. And we have the and we have a technology that could help. I'm not saying that it, you know it it will or you know it's just another option, right. right? So because of it can be addictive and because of all the other benefits, you're saying that it would be better for us not to have options for these people. I think that, um, and I, I'm I'm not trying to, think, to to force you no, into I, I into you. a box. I'm just curious. I remember, um, oh, what was the quote? It was from a movie. It was a movie trailer, Morbius, and they were talking about like how how far should you go to to try to up, obtain a cure? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer was you should press forward as long as the cure doesn't become worse than the sickness. And I guess trying to tie it back to this is all I'm saying is that's just dangerous and. If you're going to do, I don't think that's something that you just haphazardly say, oh, cool, let's do it just because it's an option. Like you would have to literally put controls on it to make sure that option doesn't get taken the wrong direction because it can so easily be taken the wrong direction. So just because you have an option doesn't mean it's always worth going down Mm -hmm. that. So it's like, it's like, okay, well, I'm driving to a certain part of the city. Traffic's backed up. 
but now I have to go to a side street. The side street is completely tattered. It's a it's a bad neighborhood. Maybe you know, it's an area you shouldn't be going. But it is an option. I don't want to sit in traffic. I'm gonna go down the street. But then when you go down the street and you get fucked up or you get jumped or you get like you see what I'm saying? Like there 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 are just because you have an option doesn't mean that it necessarily is a good one. I mean, not now I get that because when I look at it. I look at how most medicine is today is that you can't jump into any option. You have to first do, uh, so I use my, um, uh, from, uh, I have sleep apnea. So I, I went to, to go to go see a doctor. I had to do a test. Right. Then I had to go do, I had to get reviewed. I had to go. These are the guidelines. We have these two options, but you don't qualify for this one for whatever reason. So you have to do this first. Right. Then if this doesn't work, then we can look at these other options. I feel like for something this delicate, it, you, people aren't going to be able to just jump to it first. Right. And it, you might be right. I'm not saying, yeah, like, yeah. I just, I, I just think we're kind of looking at it too. I, the way I look at this is the same way I look at those drug commercials on TV. It's just like, okay, well, do you, do you stay awake at night? Sometimes. Yes, right, yes, cool. I do. Take this drug. Side effects might include vomiting, death, you know, more death, mm-hmm. and a side side of death. But take this pill. Well, the, I mean, yeah, that's an option, but the, I don't know if the benefits outweigh be killing myself. And I'm we just, don't really know what the benefits of this even are because I don't even know if the woman who was in this stimu- simulation even said how she was feeling after she got out of it. Right. You know what I mean? And and I get one out of how many trillion of people? I think I don't know, probably just her. I think she's probably the only person that, at least that we know of, that's gone through this. I mean, no, I don't like, know if even if we knew how she felt, but she's one out of a trillion people. So like that's right. not enough. To, yeah, yeah. The results. It's not. I mean, the true. results will vary from from either person. And I think. I mean, kind of going. I mean, y'all said a lot. Y'all did say a lot. But <laughs> I think. I think. If this was me in that situation, I would have to see. Okay, like I know this person is gone. Like going into this world, knowing that I know this person is gone, like would this really benefit me doing this? Because a lot of people are saying that it's unethical too, which I don't know if it's unethical per se, um, but it's like, what would the benefit be? I think it would have to be one of those things where you have to take each situation. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you have to take merit. a massive psyche bow even to be able to start something like this yeah and even go through with it man like i don't know if i would want to like if somebody died in a plane crash and i hadn't didn't have the opportunity to say goodbye would i want to go into simulation and say goodbye to this person sure that might bring the trauma back it could i don't don't know because it was three years removed from when this when this little girl passed away so i don't know i thought that was interesting hearing that story i want to get y'all's thoughts on that so but yeah, good dialogue. I guess rolling into self perspective, which is interesting. <laughs> so, segway. Oh my god, I'm, I have Miss A's segway. <laughs> and did y'all have a better one? Like no, one. it didn't. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, my leg fell asleep on y'all. Oh, I didn't mean to touch you with my foot. Play footsies, but you rock. Um, it's after Valentine's Day. It, <laughs> oh, it is. It is. What y'all do for Valentine's Day? That goddamn thing. Nothing. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't uh, celebrate Single Awareness Day like a lot of people were doing on Facebook. No. 
No. Oh, sad. <laughs> Single Awareness Day. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yo, it's Sean Murray's right. killing about the Breakfast Club with that boy. He's like, yo. It's cheap. It's a cheap day. It's beautiful. Not for real. Yeah. I don't like Valentine's Day. I t- I, that's the one holiday that I tolerate. Like, I do not like Valentine's Day. I hate day. Valentine's Day. I think it's... Oh, here I come. Like, I, it, just, it just feels like one of those corporate days that companies made to make money. Mm-hmm. Not for sure. It's literally all it is. What's yeah. funny about it, going back to church, our pastor talked about that. What did he say? He said the average single person in America spends about 700 for Valentine's Day. A single person? $700? The average married person spends about 50 Hell yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. Like <laughs> because they know that, hey, we got anniversary, kids' birthday, we got mm-hmm. all this stuff coming up. We ain't got time to. We got your birthday, your we birthday. got all this shit. And we ain't got time to shit. waste all this money. Single people, they go into it trying to, well, not single, but dating, mm-hmm. try to impress somebody because right. it's it's the corporate thing to do. Hell yeah. And then they get sucker for the damn mousetrap. Well, I got to do this every year now. Exactly. Not No, you don't. Let you know that right now. No, you don't. I was seeing a lot of people on Facebook and, and Twitter just post their videos of, you know, them walking into the hotel room and it's flower petals all over the place. It's petals that make it hard onto the bed, balloons and shit all over the place, oh, champagne, chocolate. Girl? I don't know. I seen that a lot was, of it. It just wasn't per- one person. Oh, she it was probably it. her too. Yeah. But yeah, you just walk into it, it's like bubble baths and shit all over the place. And it's like, all right, cool. How much did you spend on this? Like, I hope the sex was worth it if you got it. Come to find out you do all this shit and she's on a cycle or something. It's like, damn, man. It's, it's, it's too much. It's, and I think, I mean, the older you get, we're old, man. So we realize what some of this shit really is. I mean, it's just corporate America trying to make a lot of money in Q1. It's the game. Because they ain't got nothing yep. else in this bitch besides Easter. And First niggas ain't going to spend money on Easter like that. So. Facts. But... Facts. Anyway, going into that. So kind of going into the self protect self perception check thing. Whose idea was this anyway? Oh, uh, Rez's, I think. Yeah, I got this from uh, that. Um, yeah, uh, from Brand. Is, yeah, and I guess technically just the second time I did it because I remember when we first started the podcast. Yeah, we said we were gonna do it, but mm-hmm. we never did it. Yeah, well, I did it. No, wait, no yeah, we, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, Rez did it. Um. Yeah, so I actually, this originally came from my manager, or my manager, my supervisor from like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same guy, I always give credit to like, he kind of changed my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I took the, the branding class and they were they brought it back up. And so uh, more or less all it was, was, you know, you just email coworkers, it could be friends, it could be family, it could be whatever, um, and ask them to describe you with three or four whatever number you want adjectives when they think of you like okay well when you hear this person's name what do you think about and then at the bottom you put you know if i could work on something what should i work on Mm. so yeah how did y'all word y'all's because i'm interested in hearing just because even just hearing what you said Mm -hmm. and how you said it i didn't word it that that way because yeah it's cool i think hold on i think how you word it is will kind of guide and direct how their response is yeah so how did you say what you said to the people that you were sending it out to so mine said i am doing a self assess uh i'm doing a self-assessment on perception and wanted to ask if you could write down four adjectives to describe me if there's anything that i can work on i would like to know so i can strengthen those areas and all i did was put one two three four 
And then under that, I just put work on. Oh, see, so yeah, now I didn't do that. And I did the exact same thing. Y'all said the same thing? Mm-hmm. Really? I think I sent mine to you. Well, so I went and asked, like, hey, um, what did you send out? And he sent me an email, and I pretty much did the same thing. Oh, shit. I think our answers may be different then. Because I said self-perception self perception check. What are three things that come to mind when my name is mentioned? Three positive and three negatives if possible. Oh, that works. I mean, yeah, I it's mean, pretty much the same thing. It's, it's, yeah. In spirit, it's the same thing. I think the only difference is you're asking for three negatives and three positives, where we're kind of like just asking them, just describe me. So in their description, the adjective could be negative. Right. Yeah, but if I think, especially if you're asking coworkers, if you say what three things that you can work on, they may keep it professional they would. like a professional yeah, type would. of yeah 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 enhancement that you can do yeah we did a professional you did a personal perception yeah my shit was very personal but actually. i need to do i need to do a personal perception check too so initially the whole thought process was like okay cool i'm gonna do a professional uh perception check and a personal one because my mentor has taught me that you should be the same person professionally as you are personally mm -hmm. that you shouldn't there shouldn't be two different identities of you like, right you should be consistent throughout yeah that's true so that's true but, but i haven't done a personal yet yeah and i don't know if your answers would they may align but they may not too though right depends on what you do personally right right because they may actually think it's something that's that's i guess personal that may not necessarily i'm be sure the same when you're, you're professional i'm sure there'd be some a lot of stuff that does yeah. not relevant right so who wants to go first all right i'll go ahead up so I send mine out to 12 colleagues at work. Only about five responded. <laughs> um, so um, the majority of mine were friendly, uh, knowledgeable, um, good attitude, worked well with others. Uh, now, the one that was the most interesting, I email, I, I, I email my manager, not just my direct supervisor, but my supervisor's supervisor. Uh, and they didn't know me. So mm -hmm. it's like, well, you send me what you think your perception is and then we'll, and then we'll meet and talk about it. So I, I was very candid. It's like, no, you know, did pauses was friendly, you know, knowledgeable, you know, all the good things. And then for the thing I need to work on, I was like, well, I'm, not I'm not as ambitious as I need to be. Hmm. So mm. came came up, uh, met with him, and like we had a legit hour long conversation just about not just my perception, this this perception in general, which was amazing. One of the things that he said that really stuck with me, and of course, this applies for the workplace, but also can apply for anyone. It's like your interaction with everybody needs to be. If this is an interview, because when everybody interviews, they always put their best foot forward. They choose their words very carefully and everything is exactly the way you want it to be for the interview. So it's like you, your interaction with everybody needs to be that way. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Of I'm like, okay. I'm like, no, it makes sense. It's like, if, if you act like every day was interviewed, you'll be on time. Some of the questions you asked would, would be vastly different. That was fire. You know what I'm saying? Everything you do would be, Truly professional. Yeah, that was fire. If that day depended on you being there tomorrow, that's interesting feedback. Wow. Okay. I love that. That yeah, fire. that was good. So treat every interaction in general as if it's an interview. 
So, so when was that said? Uh, two weeks ago. So how have you responded to that? I'm dressed like I'm having to have an interview. Yeah, you see this nigga came in a suit and tie today. <laughs> shit. This nigga went back to church after backsliding. Like, I'm not buying this shit. Like, are you kidding me? Like, no. Like, yeah, how, how did you respond to that? Um, It was very interesting. And another thing that he did that was amazing, but annoyed me at the same time. Every, most people don't listen to what you say. They listen to what you mean. Mm. You know, so um, he asked me, uh, which, when, I, when I was talking about uh, being knowledgeable, I'm like, you know, for the most part, when everybody, anybody asks a question, I always have an answer. He's like, okay, okay. Why'd you say for the most part? And it's like, I didn't even realize I said it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you don't have to answer right now, but think about that. You said that. Language. And it's the second time that you said that exact phrase when describing something positive about yourself. So you why, do use that a lot. So it's like, so why do you why do you do that? You had an answer. Well, I, no, I didn't. I mean, because it, it it caught me off guard because I didn't realize I said it. Well, I mean, now. I mean, yeah. So the reason why I do it because I I realize I'm more critical of myself and my self confidence at time is not where it need to be or it should be. Hmm. So is I'm thinking in terms of absolutes. Am I? this way a hundred percent of the time and because i'm more critical myself i i'm saying for the most part you're giving yourself some leeway you're keeping it 90 right mm-hmm. i can understand that mm. you're not you, you're not rolling not with the interview thing i mm. get i get what he's saying and what he's trying to say um and i i do agree with it more than i disagree with it but i think when you're talking about an interview um you know you, you're trying to impress and be your best self Mm -hmm. right in front of this person but you know you in real life i guess you go through real moments and real situations where you kind of have to back off that professionalism and be real with yourself to where you can't do that or be who you need to be in front of a professional setting so like what he's saying like you want to be able to you know impress whoever but you got to be able to get off the gas a little bit and realize that, you know, you're dealing with real life and you may need to respond and vent and cope in certain ways that you wouldn't be able to do in front of people in a professional setting. Right. But I get, I get what he's saying though. Cause I mean, if you think about like in an interview, even on a resume, I mean, you can, you can lie on a resume and in an interview just to get the job. You speaking from experience? Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He thoughts and things no, are real things. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Shoot, yeah. But I get what he's saying, though. After you explained it, I was like, yeah, no, that does make sense. Because you want to be your best self in front of people. So I'm not mad at that. <laughs> that was funny. What? <laughs> oh, so no, Hell yeah. So no, one, no, so no one's never, so no one has ever, I don't even want to say lied. Embellished. Which is lying, yes, in an interview <laughs> or on a resume. Uh, on my resume, no, not on a resume, no. I've lied about you know, when they tell you, like, oh, tell me a story about how you helped somebody in a difficult situation, you know, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never lied about that, yeah, no, nah, you, you make that up. You like, if you want the unless if you don't have one in the chamber, like, well, you're well, caught off guard, well, so. Yeah. so I, because this interview style is so common now, yeah. I have a generic story for 
Man, everything. Mine, I, I, can, <laughs> I can buy like three different stories and, and, and to one situation. All right. Hey, whatever. Let's see, 59 minutes. I'm going to email that out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no that, that's the game, man. All right. Um, so I'm not better than Abe. Me and, me and Abe do the same shit. Just do it a different, different do places. Do it a different way. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go next. Okay. I kind of want to save yours because yours is personal. I think yours probably got the deepest. Well, go ahead. Go, it probably go, go. does. Go, go. It's fine. No, no, no. no, no, no Cause I think his. Yeah, like, yeah. Out. We need to say the good shit for the end. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> the good shit for the end. So I, I did the same thing Jay did. I I sent mine out. Um, maybe like forty-ish some odd people. Uh, I got thirty-two responses back. So I literally like trended mine to mm-hmm. see like what's my top um, responses that are all alike. Okay. So, number one, um, well, how do y'all want to do this? Y'all want to see what was the top five, or do y'all want to see like what were the, like the little things that kind of fell through the cracks? Um, do you have a good and top. bad list? Um, I got a I got a adjectives list, like how would they describe me? Then I have a what you need to work on list. Okay, do, do the top three for adjectives, and I guess top five for things that you need to work on. Cool. So, adjectives, I got 15 uh, of the 32 people responded. Knowledgeable, enlightening, intelligent, astute, and competent. So, pretty much they're kind of like synonyms of... Knowledgeable. For the max, for for the main thing, basically. Mm -hmm. So, that was number one. Number uh, two was helpful. So, I got nine uh, responses for that. Um, The next one was understanding empathetic reassuring kind caring and considerate and eight people said the exact same thing on that so that was my top three okay so on the work nice on the work on um it was be more visible that came from a supervisor so what i did was i emailed my people that i coached i emailed um my supervisors that i worked with and supervisors that i don't work with but know me yeah. Uh, I emailed uh, the director of HR. I emailed the director of claims. I emailed um, supervisors in departments that either I used to work in or are in departments that I would have to go to eventually. Um, and then I emailed trainers uh, at the company. Um, so depending on where their department is, kind of dictated. Like, mm-hmm. The kind of answer you got, yeah. right. So one was be more visible. That came from a supervisor. Um, and he was just saying basically like, yes, you have these adjectives and this is how we see you. However, for you to get to where you need to be, you need to step out more. So um, one supervisor said, uh, took things to heart that could have rolled off. Uh, and that's mostly because she's abrasive. And so if you clap back at her at all, she feels like you didn't take it well. <laughs> so so okay, okay. um right. the next one was uh professional achievements work on professional achievements such as school and your resume uh another supervisor said uh don't always say yes um you can add your own ideas versus going with the flow so basically i go with the flow too much versus inputting anything um which ties into the next one which is be more assertive um Another one was uh, you need to work on being organized with physical paperwork. You keep great electronic records, but not physical. But the more we kind of go 
forward, that may not matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person, this was a, somebody I coached, they said, be more assertive with being there for the person that you're helping because you're approachable. And being approachable leads to others cutting in on coaching time. So, like, if I'm working with you and then Jay comes to talk to me, I'll turn to Jay and then you may feel a way that I just took away time from. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, you got the feelings. One, <laughs> I well, get, I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> well, like, man, this is my time. Why are you breaking into my time? You Jay, know, right? bro, got five minutes. You took one of them. Exactly. <laughs> uh, on the opposite side, though, one of um, one of my peers in another department, he said, be more approachable because some new hires perceived you as hard to approach. Yeah. Which and was weird. The, the, the thing with coaching at, at our job and supervisors is, they're you're told you can't turn anybody away so somebody comes mm-hmm. ask a question you you have to answer it but you're available that's your that's 90 percent of your job is to help others mm-hmm. so how you gonna get feedback hey don't you don't do your job right <laughs> don't do your job here's what you work on stop doing your damn job <laughs> uh but yeah that's pretty much it the rest of the stuff i just kind of got um one-offs on different things yeah okay um, cool yeah thoughts on that how you feel um anything stuck out to you that you didn't already know same for you rock i don't know if i asked you that yeah, yeah i, I, yeah, I need oh. to circle i'm gonna circle back to do the okay. some of the things i need to work on so for my list i only sent uh two supervisors and above okay i didn't send anybody who was on my level so because mm-hmm. i wanted i didn't want it to be too fluffy because mm-hmm. if I send it to a peer, they're just like, oh, well, da, 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 and just give me a fluff answer. So I went to all supervisors. So my negatives were um, unfocused, uh, professional when it comes to dress at times. Uh, also, a negative could be because I'm so friendly, that can be perceived as being more flirtatious and not taking your job seriously. I can see hmm. that. That so, makes sense. All of my negatives, I agreed. Uh, a thing I need, I need to work on, I agree. With, and uh, Nepart said that I wasn't driven enough. So, and what's crazy because uh, being driven, ambitious, and unfocused, I agree with. But it, it, it to me, it stems down to me not um, being as aggressive as I need to be with the things I need to work on or the things that I want to do next. And um. One one of the things that we talked about when I was meeting with the manager is, um, um, I know uh, Reza said this hundred times is potential is great in the beginning, but you don't want to be the guy who has potential and never do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And I said it's like I'm I've been here for seven years now. I'm tired of being the guy who knows stuff but hasn't done anything. Uh, I'm like you've been here for six years and you're a manager. This other manager has been here for five years. They're a manager. I'm here mm-hmm. for longer than both of you, and I'm still on the phone. Hmm. I'm, I'm t- so, and is being okay with coming and going and just doing enough for the job is another reason why some of the people at the at my job don't don't know me or don't have a good idea of who I am because I'm like, okay, I'm going to work, I'm doing my job, I'm gonna go home. Hmm. So, which is I'm doing my job, but. I'm not doing anything enough to leave a lasting memory. Uh, another supervisor that I met with, he didn't give me anything to work on. He just gave me a lot of good facts. And one thing he says, like, well, because everything was more professional with me. He's like, how many supervisors do you know? How many managers, how many directors do you know? 
Like, I, know, I know pretty good. How many of them know you? I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't have an answer for him. I, was like, I don't know all these new motherfuckers running around. <laughs> <laughs> to, your, to your credit, though, there are a lot of new motherfuckers. <laughs> like, for real, there are a lot of new people. But, it's, but I got you. But it's like, I, I understand what it's meant. It's like, you, you know, you may think all these things about yourself, but it's great. But if nobody knows that, right. what good does it do? And uh, one of the things that he gave me was uh, the SWAT method. It's like your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. You have to identify what you're good at, what your areas or opportunities are, what your weaknesses are, and who's a threat into getting to what you want. So ever since he told me that, it's like I've been, we had a meeting at work and somebody uh, up here did a public speaking thing. It's like, okay, he's a threat. I need, I need to work on doing this. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. way, this is a weakness. So it's like, just those subtle things is knowing what you have to work on. And because I did this, actually put put me on a lot of people's radar. So, okay, he's ready to do something more. So, like, it, it, so I, I, I love doing it. I know I said this to you privately, mm-hmm. but I do want to say this on the podcast, too. I'm, I'm, I have to commend you, bro. Because, like, not only did you do it, as far as like the perception check, but like you sought out the mentorship. Like you could have been a you like like you really could have kind of played it safe and be like, oh, I'm just gonna send this to my coworkers. But he went out of his way to send it to supervisors, right, mm-hmm. and managers and people that are li- not gonna give you the cookie cutter stuff, right? Yeah, and and kind of press you, and even the language that you use now versus maybe like two weeks ago. Like I, I can see like doors opening and like just growth. Like we talked about at the top of the episode, how like you've grown, like whether it was financial, like when we started the podcast, you were like, well, I don't have a savings account. Then you just drop like, oh, I just dropped like $300, no sweat. And didn't I blink. Go on a date, didn't blink on right? it at all. Like your, your confidence, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, in relationships has grown strong, grown stronger. So I just commend you because like you're doing the work. And I think a lot of us kind of punk out on that a lot and it's 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 very easy to do it it's like you're learning the game yeah yeah that's what it is because like that that was one of the most hurtful things that my manager said but it was the most encouraging Mm. he said you're average Mm. you are i mean you know you're not bad your job but you're average you come in you're working you go and nobody and nobody will ever notice it that's true. Yeah. Especially if you aren't doing anything bad. If you're doing shit and your numbers are on point, they really aren't going to say anything. Yeah. That's all you're doing is going in and, and leaving. Well, the thing about our job is the bare minimum that you have to do is the expectation. So if you're doing what's considered to be very good, you're actually you're just right. being good. Yeah. You're just regular. If you're excellent, then then at that point, you're very good. People may take a notice of you. But this doing just what's required. Yeah. Yeah. You probably should be fired. Damn, that, it's yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like that. It's like that. And every year the number goes up. Right. Um I know um you mentioned only doing supervisors uh in your emails. So one of the strategies that I'm doing is I wanted to kind of get uh my perception check from different groups. So what I'm gonna trend is I I labeled everybody that responded that was in a certain department. Mm-hmm. So at the end of this, I want to see what's my perception with my peers. What's my perception with managers? What's my perception with directors? What's my perception with um, 
leadership in different departments that I don't have any ties to. That way I can kind of get a almost like a 360 awareness. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to just talk to my peers and be like, oh, yeah, you're cool people. Yeah, because that's not going to do nothing. It's it's, right. it's very misleading. Yeah. So um, if you do end up doing that, um, trend all of them. Like yeah. who's saying what? That way you know what your perception is at that level. Well, right now I know what it is. I don't have one. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. See, the thing about doing mine is, or doing mine at a professional level, is that because I have a new job and my manager doesn't watch me directly, I don't know if they really have a perspective of me that I guess would be valid because I'm still new at the job. I mean, they could say some shit, which I probably, probably, I would probably still be able to get some critique, some critique and feedback on. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, my I went all personal. Um, so I asked a few people, um, some were coworkers, some were longtime friends. And uh, this is kind of some of the things that they said, of course, you know, um, as far as positive stuff, I get, a, I get, a, I get along well with others. I'm open-minded, um, have great sense of humor, very tentative, you know, like, uh, engaging conversation, which was all that stuff was cool. And I appreciate all that stuff. But the negative stuff was time for good stuff yeah so somebody said that i can be stubborn i can be closed off and i can hoard my feelings so they that's all that they said and then when i was like well can you expound on what you're talking about the person that said that i was stubborn said that i can make it hard um i can have a time a hard time moving forward and letting go even though I know it's to my benefit. So I would probably like hang on to something knowing that it's not good for me, but I'm stubborn because I want it to be there, even though I know it, it shouldn't be there. Whether it's like a relationship uh, with a friendship or a job or anything, as long as like, I guess, I'm guess, I guess comfortable in that safety net or that safe space, then I'll hang on to it even though I know mm. it's to my detriment or it doesn't benefit me at all. It's like the girl that stays in the relationship filled with drama because if, if there's no drama, she's bored. Yeah. 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 Or the relationship is comfortable, so she stays, even though the relationship isn't growing or right. something like that. So I was like, okay, all right. Um, so, <laughs> and then so the person that said that I was, so about the stubborn thing. What's interesting about the stubborn thing is that I thought of a situation where that was the case. And I think that's the one that I've been thinking about the most Mm -hmm. and really trying to work on. So, yeah, that's the one I kind of just really just been focusing on um, is a stubborn one. Because, you know, some some people will say that you're stubborn, but they won't say how or why. Mm -hmm. And your definition of what stubborn is may be different from the stubborn that they see in you right you know what i mean because mm-hmm. some people can say can say stubborn and say well you're stubborn well it can be like well you just you do what you want to do or or you um or you um make it all about you or some shit like that but this one it was more so on the lines of like detaching yourself some from something so i thought that was interesting somebody said so somebody else said i was closed off um which when they went to expound, they said that I don't say how I feel 
and I don't express my emotions often. And I was like, okay. Sounds like every guy in the world. Right, right. Yeah, which sounds like every guy in the world and which is kind of something that I've been trying to work on, especially on a podcast, um, being vulnerable and kind of saying what my thoughts are. But the Hoarder of Feelings ones was an interesting one too. And I guess I didn't realize it until this person broke it down as well. And they said that you withhold your own feelings um, to not burden others, but you also hoard other people's feelings to lift the weight off of them. So you won't express how you feel. But I will allow people to express how they feel to me to let, to make them feel better. So you take on a burden, but you never burden other people. Right. Mm. I can see that to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, So I thought that that. was interesting. Yeah. So none of my stuff is, which is professional. Everything is personal. But that's good. I need to do a personal one too. That's dope. How do you feel about that? Um, the stubborn one was really pretty much the only one that caught me off guard until they explained why and then like i said i caught myself in a situation where it was like okay well y'all consider it to be the case closed off i kind of knew that that's something i've been working on um for the longest um you know with help through this podcast what i'm trying to i guess get across that and then the hoarder of feelings um i get that too i understand that i understand all three honestly and those were the ones that um I guess we're the most consistent between all the people I asked, which is like only like maybe six or seven people, but closed off was the one I got the most. So closed off was the one I got the most, uh, hoarder of feelings. I got once, which I guess that and closed off can go hand in hand and then stubborn. I got once, but I think they're all like definitely like who I am. Cause I, I see myself in those situations. So, you know what probably led you to, I, I think the one that's and Jay like you know you can jump into but it's I think the one that sticks out to me for you is the order of feelings yeah that one and I can I can see why you do it because mm-hmm. I, I feel like you have to play peacemaker a lot okay so, explain uh you you're um and um I used you know because you know we've had several arguments on you know outside of this and I notice like sometimes if I'm upset or Fred is upset, you don't add to that. He's like, okay, well, I get everybody's point, but let's just try to move past it. Hmm. So I, I can I can see that I see that a lot in you. Hmm. Where you rarely will bring up a point if somebody else has already brought it up because you don't want to just keep on harping on that Man, same negative energy. That's real. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because even with the conversation that y'all were having about the You didn't say shit. And y'all were going back. Mm-hmm. But I had the thing is because I I I guess I won't say research, but I read up on it and I kind of saw what both of y'all were saying because I've I've read both perspectives and y'all both were hitting the same thing. Um, at least from what I read, it's like y'all were hitting it. So I was like, okay, well, there's no need for me to jump in and say the mm-hmm. same shit that y'all just said. So we might as well just move past it. So that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point, right? So yeah, I definitely see you as a peacemaker. And like, I don't think it is not necessarily is a negative thing, mm-hmm. but if it's overdone, it can be. Okay. In, in what way? Or uh, how? Well, because it can be led to, well, he never will really express himself of how he really feels. Is he may, you know, because he knows that 
uh, person A have already went off on person C about it. Person B is trying to defend themselves, person A, but Johnson is being a peacemaker. He's not saying how he really feels about it. Mm. So he could come to a point like, well, how does he really feel about this subject? Right. That's a good point. Yeah, there could be a mystery on it. I, I think, I guess the way I'm interpreting it, and I could be completely off on this, I just feel like it's more like, it's not necessarily like, I don't really see you as a a peacemaker per se, even though that's accurate. Like what he's saying is 100% accurate. You don't jump on. You know, you never pile on ever. Like, Except with these jokes. He definitely piles on the jokes. <laughs> He'll pile on the jokes. But I, I, I kind of liken it to like the same pressure bus pipes. And so that's kind of where I, I worry about you in that sense is like, okay, well, if I'm never giving off my emotions because it would burden somebody else, that's building up in you. And at a certain point, that's unhealthy. And at a certain point, you're going to explode. Mm. And that's kind of where my concern, like the moment I heard that, like, damn, like, that's not good. Like, I kind of want to know more so about why you don't want to burden other people because, yes, nobody wants to be a burden, but I think we're all here to be a burden to somebody at some point because we, we kind of lift the weight for each other. Yeah. And no, and I, I agree to that um, because we kind of done it a little bit on this podcast back and forth, you know, through, I guess, our last 100 episodes. I guess I just... I don't know. Maybe it's just more challenging for me too, because it's always been a challenge in the past to kind of get feels off. That I don't know. I guess I've kind of just gotten used to it. But I mean, I don't know. I'm working on it. Mm. Both of y'all make good points, though. Especially you, right? Y'all make good points. So yes, that was my. Those are my three things. And like I said, the those since we even said we were going to do it, which was shit. How long ago? I don't even know how long ago this even was when we first was like probably more. about a month a month yeah so I've been thinking about all this stuff I mean the the negative stuff not so much the positive stuff because of stuff I knew and I, I appreciated it you know and I told people that I appreciated it but I was really trying to focus on like what is something bad that personally of course I need to do professional too like you know y'all said y'all need to do personal and all this stuff because y'all did both do professional but like what is something personal that when people see or think about me, what do they get? And so that was some of the things. Do you feel like like taking on people's burdens helps prevent you from releasing? I don't think burdens? so. I don't think so. I don't even think of it like that, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not trying to turn this into a about me thing, but mm-hmm. no, I don't think so. I just think it's one of those things where it's like I see somebody that, you know, of course is feeling some type of way. You know, like kind of when we have our little talks and discussions before, after we, you know, press record, and you just be there for people. So I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see it as it, it. Like one doesn't feed the other. Nah, gotcha. that's definitely not the case. Yeah, nah, that's not the case. So, cool. but yeah, man, that's my little shit. That's my little shit. So I'm glad we did this. This is dope. Yeah, I got, I got to find some professional people because I don't even think I have access to previous employers as long as you know the email it still goes through yeah but they probably don't even Should remember me know. like that yeah <laughs> I know, I don't. Mm. yeah i don't know I'll, I'll find somebody maybe i don't know <laughs> mm. i think i'm gonna do yours i like yours um the list for positive and four negatives 
Mm-hmm. Then it forces somebody to think about something negative. Yeah. I think I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. And some people that I, like I was, I don't really have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, they didn't really have much negative to say or much or anything at all. But some people that I've had, you know, 10 year relationships with and they, you know, they kind of see me go through peaks and valleys and how I kind of maneuver through different situations. They were able to give me more insight. Yeah. So, I think those are the only people I would actually want to send it to. Like if I really know you, right? Because like most people that I know out here, it's like it's it's very surface, right? So it's like it'll be it'll be a waste of my time for even for me to get your opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, like I said, there's only like one person on my list that was like that. But yeah, you want to see you want to well, I me, mean, I wanted to ask people that, um, like I said, kind of see me maneuver through situations and how I respond to certain situations mm-hmm. and. You know what I do if something's bothering me. Like one person, they was like, you're closed off. And like, I know you said, well, I know when you're like going through something to where Mm. I need to back off because Mm. it's expressed through, I guess, my text or when we talk. Like those are the people I kind of want to talk to that even if I try to hide something, they kind of sift through it anyway. And they know me well enough to know that, okay, yeah, nah, you're going through something. So, but yeah, that was me in a nutshell i think i'm going to continue to even still do this you know after this episode i think i'm still going to just continue to ask people yes yeah i'm yeah. like it's, it's if you don't know is that there's a problem you can't fix it yeah yeah for sure so now nah, it's, it's it's a great one thing i will say on the professional side hey if you ain't ready to to start moving and start making some changes don't do it yeah yeah facts because like before I did this, I didn't think I was ready to do other stuff. But once I started, so okay, I need to be doing some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to get my life together. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if it's because it's holding up a mirror to you, and if you don't like what you see, it's like okay, I need to change it. So if you somebody who doesn't want to change, it may not be the exercise for you. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, matter of fact, speaking of that, maybe we should ask our listeners to do that. Like, if there are three things. Why don't y'all ask y'all's people if there's three things, positive, negative, uh, professional or personal, you know, ask people around you, you know, get a self-perception, self-perception check of yourself um, and let, let, know, uh, let people, you know, talk shit about you in a sense. Well, not mm-hmm. talk shit about you to you, but, you know, you gain a lot when people that, you know, kind of tell you their thoughts of you, you know. So I think you should definitely do that. Absolutely. And once you do it, send us a voice memo. So that way you can let us know what your results were. Not necessarily in detail, but was it a benefit? Did, what did you yeah. gain from it? Right. Yeah. Did you get something that, that you could work on? I'm with it. Ready to get the hell out of here? That's dope. We got anything yes, else? That's it. Great closing, Rock. See? Transitional statements. How you doing? Stop us through the roof right now, boy. <laughs> through the roof is like, dang, do I even do the... He, he doing segues for now. Like, I'm saying, hey, yeah, I know my segue game is trash. I'm good with it. That's the first segue he did. Oh, yeah. From Chris Rock uh, Chris Brown. From Chris Rock Chris Brown. Catch that beat. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, <laughs> hey. Well, somebody called the beat. Y'all just hate it. Oh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I just feel like there's some stuff that y'all y'all are never gonna let me live down, like never. 
because y'all still bring up stuff. I mean, I remember when Rock at the beginning he was cracking on you, Raz, mm -hmm. because your math was so terrible. Yeah, I remember. That. He kind of let that go a little bit because I started calculating. Shit, right? <laughs> like, you, oh no, you still segueing bad. Oh no, every time he does bad math, I call him out on it. You call him out on it. Yeah, I learned not to talk about math as much. <laughs> like, you still trying to segue? <laughs> Alright man, hit us up. Speak between the lines, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Start a conversation with us. Join a conversation we're already having. Um, let us know what your thoughts on. Do you think you could go into a virtual reality world and you know converse or cope with somebody that's you know died in a sense like that? And also, like I said, or like Rock said, you know, hit us up after you get your results on your perspective check. Three positive, three negative. We definitely you know willing to hear from you guys. And also check out our merch, bit.ly forward slash SBTL store. You'll find all of my shit. There's nothing else. This is King Gabe signing off. J Rock. Young Raz. Speak between the lines. We out of here. One. Honey. And one. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Love it! Welcome aboard, eh? Welcome aboard. I love it. Hell no, nah, man. Y'all are crazy. <laughs>